I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self-belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Welcome back, ladies. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest. This is a new one for us, Michelle Emick. She's also known as the Plastic Surgery Coach. She's got close to two decades of experience in the field of aesthetics. Michelle's actually taken all of her stories to paper and written her first novel called Blue Collar Beauty, Confessions of a Plastic Surgery Coach. She's performed over 10,000 patient consultations and trained over 3,000 doctors and support staff in the U.S. and internationally. Well, I cannot wait to find out more about what a plastic surgery coach does. So stick around because we're going to hear it all from Michelle. All right, we're back with today's guest, Michelle Emick, the plastic surgery coach. Michelle, I want to know everything. I gave the audience a little introduction about you, but I want to hear it in your words. What does a plastic surgery coach mean? Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. So the plastic surgery coach. So what I do is I educate and support consumers so that they can have a positive experience when they're looking to have an aesthetic procedure. So I am with them through the beginning, all the way through the end of their aesthetic journey. So that is what I do. I coach. And I also coach inside of practices to provide the best possible patient experience for those consumers. Because there's a lot of times in the offices, they get super busy and they're dealing with patients. And we want to make sure that we stop and make sure that every touch point along the way is a great experience so that they can build a strong, um, you know, patient base and have those people coming back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think it's not clear always, like what you said, we were talking off, off camera before we started recording about how long maybe the procedure takes or how long the healing process is or what to expect. Because when you're making that investment in yourself, you're just kind of excited about what you're about to do, but you might not be asking all the right questions about what to expect. Am I correct in that? That's absolutely, absolutely correct. And I think too, you know, there's so many benefits to social media and different shows that are out there. But what happens is people are only getting like the highlight reel. So they're, they're missing all of, all of the, you know, the good stuff that they need to know. And so one of our taglines is kind of know before you go. We want to make sure that we set up, you know, set proper expectations and set them up for success so that when they go in, they're feeling confident because I've done this for so many years. And what's interesting is having worked for a lot of the national chains, we would get thousands of calls a day. And there's only about, out of all those calls and appointments that are booked, you only get about 30% of those people that actually walk in the door. So I was always fascinated by what happened to the 70% that never showed up. And so for me, I thought, you know what, if I'm looking at it and I I always ask questions, it's one of the most important things to me is to knowing people's story, but I wanna know, you know, what made you come in or what made you, you know, and I can't tell you how many times someone would say to me, you know, I touched the door handle and I, I almost walked away and I didn't come in. So there's so many people out there that go through that. There's there's a big fear and intimidation factor inside of plastic surgery. And even too, with just their own appearance, if you're walking in and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to see this beautiful, perfect woman that's, you know, talking to me about what I need. And right. so, you know, there's, there's so many people that just never get to the point, even though they want to have something done. So I want to be that person and myself and my business partners, we want to be those people to say, you know what, it's okay to ask the questions. 
It's okay to have concern. We'll walk you through the process and we'll kind of hold your hand all the way through so that if it is something you want to have done, you don't need to be, you don't need to be scared. You know, fear is uncertainty. So it's something they've never done before. We want to take that, that uncertainty away. So we tell them everything and walk them through the whole process. So kind of like a patient advocate in a sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I said we're a coach, you know, we, and then once they decide to have the procedure, because it's such an emotional roller coaster and a journey, we want to make sure that we keep them in that positive state, right? Because we know that there's going to be times they're like, why did I do this? You know? <laughs> so, you know, I go through each step depending on what they have done. Like, for example, if someone has a facelift, I always say, I'm like, cover the mirrors. I don't even want you to look in the mirror. <laughs> like, this is week one, you know, week two. And I've, you know, I've been through it so many times that I realized that, again, the practices, they're so busy. They don't have time. They may say, okay, patient, you know, patient so-and-so comes in for their one-week follow-up or their 30-day follow-up. But what about the in-between when they're sitting at home, bruised and swollen and just doubting their decision? Totally. Them in that positive state. We're like, you know, I, I played sports my whole life. My father was a coach. It's just ingrained in me. I'm like, you know, positive mindset, you know, let's keep you there and keep you focused. And so that's where that, that plastic surgery coach comes in. It's a lot more than just information. The support is probably even a bigger piece is that we keep them in, you know, focused on their goal. What made you come in? Why did you get this done? And let's keep that focus throughout the whole, you know, throughout their whole journey. No, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. I kind of wanted to dispel the myth. I mean, again, like you said, social media and reality TV have given us one perspective of what some of the universe looks like. And then there's the hopes, wishes, and dreams of other people like wanting to make changes, but maybe it's not fiscally available to them. Maybe they're not in a city with the most reputable doctors, I think it's really important people understand. I mean, you can clarify this too, but also they need to be board certified. You need to Absolutely. make sure like, I mean, check their reputations. Like, are there, are there great reviews? Are there horrible reviews? Like you do not want to, this is one time when you don't want to save money, right? You it's don't want to go discount shopping. Yes, it's crazy. And so I and I have a different perspective because I've worked for both, right? I've worked for I've worked for the big retail names where, you know, there's a lot of doctors out there like, oh, they're a joke, you know. But when you work behind the scenes, you learn, I would say it's the good, bad, and ugly because there's a lot of benefits. Then I've worked with some private practice doctors and I'm like, okay, I wouldn't let that person touch me. <laughs> no, totally. And I wasn't, I wasn't dis I w- actually no, wasn't no, discouraging. No, no, because I think I think, <laughs> like you said, like the ones that are franchised, right, they're doing quantity. Yes. Like they're, they, so they've got, they've got precision in another way because they're used to doing many, many people. Absolutely. I'm talking, I'm thinking more like in the botched world, like people who go yeah. to Mexico well, or try to really save yeah, money. But here's the thing, even on the retail side, there can be negative, there can be, you know, it's not always a positive experience. I mean, I've seen everything, <laughs> you know, stuff that people don't want to talk about. You know, a lot of times signatures can make a lot of things go away. Yeah. What I'm saying is that no matter if you want to go to that retail chain or you want the franchise or you want to go to a private practice, do your research. You yes. have to know board certification is like flat out number one, no exceptions to the rule. We actually, for our company, we'll go through and vet the doctors. So even if you live in Idaho or, you know, wherever in middle America, and you're like, Hey, I really want to have a breast augmentation. We will go through. And even if we don't have a doctor that we're familiar with, we'll do the research and make sure that you're, you know, that we're setting you up with two or three doctors you can go see that have, you know, the credentials that you need to, because 
I see it all the time. If people go in, they don't even, I learned this from my own experience. I've done over 10,000 consultations. So I've kind of seen everything. I've had people say to me, schedule and have no idea who the doctor is. Like they would say to me, wow. like, what's my doctor's name? And you know, oh, are they any good? Oh <laughs> my God. Myself, this is scary. No, thank God I'm a good person and I'm a reputable right. person and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, and there's been doctors I've worked with that I have said, I'm not scheduling. Like we've had a patient that have, I, we need to stop right now, whether it's, there's more training or I'm not comfortable. I'm not going to feel comfortable putting someone through like there's, and that's, you know, that's a different side to it and a whole nother story, but you would not oh, no. be surprised how many people have no idea. Well, None. that's horrifying. I was it thinking is. more and we won't name names, but I'm sure from what I'm going to ask you, you're going to know who I'm talking about. But there was somebody who got very well known on social media because of a reality television star. And then he actually was kind of busted by not actually being properly board certified for the work that he was doing on them. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet he's still in practice and they're still using him. What is that? It happens all the time. It happens all the time. And it's, it's, that's why I said, it's like, I, I love the patients. I absolutely love talking to them. There's so much fun. I love people's stories. I'm obsessed with it. You know, so I want to educate people and be like, listen, no, I mean, people would say to me, I just, you know, this is all the budget I have. This is all I want to spend. I'll right. go to the cheapest doctor. I'm like, stop. No, this no, is no, not no, when no. you want to disc. Yeah. You, this is your body. This is your face. Yeah. You know, it's not about price. And so, you know, if I can help them before, because I've seen there is a lot of death and there's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. People just don't talk about that side of it. I mean, Brazilian butt lifts. I mean, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> do the research <laughs> on that and you'll see. But again, um, and especially being in Florida, I can't tell you how many women, you know, everybody wants tiny waist and big backside. Right. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of risk involved in that. And people just, they don't care. All they see is the visual. They saw that, right. that person on, on Instagram and they were like, oh my God, I want to look like her. Right. And they disregard all the other, you know, all the other And they're forgetting they about all the Photoshopping that's still being done. So much Photoshopping. <laughs> I talk about that in my book, Blue Color Beauty. I'm like, listen, ladies. And everybody, here's the other thing I talk about. It's like, everyone's starting to look alike. Like, yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I love individuality. And I think I, I'm such a big fan of plastic surgery because I know someone comes in and there's something about themselves that they want to enhance and we can yes. help them with that. It's such a beautiful thing. Like, I've actually done some podcasts where people were like, wow, you changed my perspective because all they see is what's fed to them. So they're just seeing people that are a little bit more, maybe extreme. Right. Overdone. Overdone. And that's not the people I've met with are from all over the, you know, all over that are moms and, you know, maybe they breastfed, you know, children. Oh, I think mommy makeovers should be. You know, they give those push presents to mom, new moms. Mom, new moms should get mommy makeovers. Like that should be the deal. Like, like <laughs> I, wish I think I got that. that. I'm gonna tell I, my husband, I, I, I never get that. <laughs> no, but I think that's honest. Like I think about the money spent on these push presents, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. just let her have a makeover because she just went through hell and back to have that yeah. child. Like, like that yeah. to me is like the that is a go for it, girl. Like, yes, get and it. I love that. I love getting in front of people and. You know, I have different stories in the book that I, t- I talk about patient stories and I talk about um, doctor stories because I've worked with some characters and I could go, I could, the book could have just gone on and on. I think everyone's like, you're going to do a second one. I'm like, I might have to, because people are reminding me of things like, Michelle, remember this doctor? And I'm like, oh, I wish I put that in the book. But you know, when it comes to the patients, it's just, it's, you know, I love the transformation. I think 
probably what's this, my soft spot is for um, as women uh, that are mm-hmm. looking to have facelifts, women that are, you know, and they're, you know, starting the early 60s and start, because they have these beautiful stories of raising children their whole lives and working yep. And that, that generation. They didn't get plastic surgery. That was like, you know, the couple of people in Hollywood. And now they're realizing like, oh, there's some things out there I can get done. Yeah. And to see that transformation, because what they'll say to me is I look in the mirror and I don't recognize myself. I feel like I'm still 25 in the inside yeah. and I see this aging and then to yeah. be able to help them. And they see that. And it's like, ugh, I just, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's my beautiful. love affair with the industry. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? And it's, it's beautiful. So no, I, I think it's great. And again, being in Hollywood and like that story I was sharing, like you see like this stuff and you see the extreme, but you also know, like, again, I'm, I'm a big believer that that mommy makeover, I think it's because I, I know what my friends have gone through and I know like how much their body changes and they're like, I don't recognize myself. And they've done this amazing thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, let's just help them feel like themselves again. Like that's it. It's, I'm not talking about making yourself unrecognizable. I'm all about supporting the woman just feeling great about herself again. And that's exactly what it is. And and that's, I mean, and again, as a mom myself and going through seeing my body change, like I totally get it. So when a woman comes in and she's like, look at, look at what these children have done to me, you know, yes. you laugh about it. But the nice <laughs> thing is they can do something and, you know, get in front of the doctor, get the doctor that has, you know, experience in that particular procedure you're looking for. Right. That's another thing. You don't want right. to go to just any... You know, everybody has their specialty. So yes, sure that is super important yeah. as yeah. I've watched some of my friends get breast augmentations. Yeah. There's like boob like, oh, doctors. That's the boob guy. Yeah, that's the boob guy. And there's face guys. You don't yes. want to go to the same one. <laughs> no, we all know them. And that's, again, that's part of like why I started my Coach MD because I'm like, not, it's not a one size fits all, ladies. No. This doctor does this and this doctor does that. And um, and be don't be afraid to ask, you know, what do you specialize in? What do you like to do? You know, we have on our website, when when someone joins our community, they'll get like 10 questions to ask your doctor. And just- I was we just going to ask you about yeah, that. I was like, yeah. Do you have something you give people? Is there like a- Absolutely. Five, so they Good. get that. And then they also get a, a patient guidebook that walks them through awesome. not only the questions to ask, but the emotional journey. Because that's a big part of, of who I am. Um, I love, like I said, I love being able to educate people and just keeping them in a positive state. Because I, again, having spent so many- hours talking to patients. You know, I have one lady right in LA that she's doing great. She had her facelift about four weeks ago. And, you know, we talk probably twice a week oh, nice. and just watching her from the first, you know, right after she had it done and now, and she's like, Oh my God, I look so good. That's so awesome. And, but that wasn't the same conversation we had like a week after. Oh no, she I'm was sure she was like, freaking out. Like, what did I do? So think about that. Like you're calling the office. They're busy with patients. No one's there to talk to them. So, you know, my thing is we work with different doctors and we'll work with different, different, you know, the consumers out there to say, Hey, if you need help, if you're a busy practice and you need support, we do that. And then we do it for the, you know, coaching individually. So, so Michelle, how did you get into this field to begin with before, before the book, how did you get into the field of plastic surgery? So I spent years in the weight loss industry with kind of a national brand. Um, and I had, you know, just, I've always been done well with connecting with women. It's kind of my mm-hmm. thing. I like to talk, obviously. Awesome. You talk. Um, <laughs> and so I spent years in that industry helping them. And I had struggled with my weight. Again, I talk about it in the book, but like I'd always, I always say I'd open a store called two to 12 because you never know what size I'm going to be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Been there. Um, been and there. that's <laughs> most women. We all relate to that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
I had answered an ad for a national chain. It was a company called Lifestyle Lift. It was um, the largest plastic surgery um, company in, in the country. And um, they were looking for a consultant. And I said, you know, I could, I could probably do this. So I started off and right out of the gate, my, you know, I was scheduling everyone. And so the owner was like, okay, who are you? Here I am this 20 some year old girl. (laughs) And I just said, you know, I'm just doing what I know. I'm just asked, I'm getting their personal story. And then I know that we have something that can help them. So why wouldn't I help them? And he was like, I love your philosophy. Like it's so simple. And I'm like, but that's, that's the thing. If you, if you have something, why would we let them walk out feeling unhappy? Because doctors aren't trained on the personal no. side. They're only, so, they, they are, they are right. right brain or left brain. We're the op. Yeah. They don't, they don't have good bedside manners. They don't the have, I know, God bless them. And so then, you know, he said to me, he's like, I want you to teach everyone else what you do. And so I moved up the ladder and I ended up being, you know, head of sales for the company for years. I opened, traveled all over, opened 20 you know, six locations for the company and worked with so many doctors. It was a great foundation for me. Again, I was in my twenties. I didn't know anything about plastics when I started, but I educated myself. I got any chance I had. I was in there with that doctor learning, you know, as much as I could. And then from there, I just kind of catapulted that. I did some work with different companies, you know, would go in and acquire plastic surgery practices. Mm -hmm. I've worked in quad A facilities. I've worked with the chains. I've worked with a few other ones. Um, I've worked with med spas. So it's all been a learning experience that got me to this point. So referencing what she just did um, for the listeners, um, this is what I keep talking about with self-education and mentorship. This is exactly, Michelle didn't go to school for this. The doctors that she's worked for are the ones who are medical professionals, but because she got self-education, she got mentorship from these doctors. She's now able to speak about all these things with knowledge. And this is, this is just kind of beating this thing over and over with everyone. Like it doesn't matter where you start. It just is if you're open to learning and if you're open to making changes and helping people and you took the skills that you knew, which was personal skills, how to interact with people, how to do sales, how to make the customer feel comfortable. And then you learned the technical jargon so that you could morph the two. And that is the perfect example of self-education and being a knowledge broker. Sorry, just throwing that one in. No, I love how that all wrapped up nicely. It's no, it's great. And it's so true. I mean, I always laugh. I'm like, and I tell people, I'm like, I'm not medical. That's not my background, but you know what? I'm always willing to learn. And I was, I was a sponge. I was like, I want to learn everything. And, And it didn't matter what it was. Even, I mean, I always say I got my experience as a mini CEO in that company because the owner I, he brought me in on every meeting. We worked with the biggest marketing agencies and we were, I mean, we were all over. We had, you know, we had a celebrity endorser. And, and then on the other side, we went through, we had a whole legal team. We went through tons of lawsuits. So oh, I was I'm in depositions sure. and you name it. So I kind of came, I came out of it. Like, I, that's why I say it's the good, bad and ugly of plastic surgery. I learned and I, I can pave the way and help support other private practices because they don't, it's so funny. They don't have any, they don't even like to say the word sale. They're, no. they're so uncomfortable. Like, they're like, oh, you never no. talk about it. I'm like, but you got to understand if a person walks in they and you have a something that it can help them, you know, yeah. there's going to be an exchange of, yeah. you know, it's a sale. There's, See, it's there's just called commerce and yes, energy. It's like okay. We, you got to pay doctors, for something to get something. Yeah, they get a little weirded out. And I said, yeah. you know what? It's all how it's done. And if you do it in the right way. And again, I'm always about patient experience. People, I'm not afraid to say I'm ex- I've been extremely successful because of the fact that I do put the patient first. My philosophy right. too is serve the patient, the revenue follows. 
And people don't have any problem with that when they know that you're, you know, you're doing it for them and what's best for them. That's awesome. So when did you decide to make the leap from employee to CEO of your own business? I think it was one of those light bulb moments, you know, God love Oprah, but (laughs) I was, you know, I was doing so much coaching and I was, people are always coming to me like, Hey, can you talk to my friend? Can you talk to my mom's sister or cousin? You know, and I thought I, I have all this knowledge. I need to be able to, and I see coaches. I know a lot of people are coaches out there and I think it's great. I'm like, Hey, why, if you're the subject matter expert in your field, why wouldn't you go off and, you know, help a broader? I also know that me, I'm a little bit, I'm totally type A. I want to do things my way because I've seen, because I've seen so many things that I don't believe are the, are the right way. I wanted to be in control. I wanted to be in the driver's seat. Leadership has been in my blood. It's been my whole life. I've, you know, I've always been captain of my teams and played sports in college. I just, it's who I am. I can't help. (laughs) But I I love it. I want to do this and I'm going to do it the way I know because I've seen so many patients get burned. And I mean that literally, (laughs) like, I just, I can't, I don't want to see somebody come in and go, I just spent $10,000 and I didn't get what I wanted. That procedure didn't even do anything for me. Mm -hmm. That, you know, that woman or doctor told me that this was going to, you know, and it's heartbreaking because I know, and I, and I talk about in the book, it's like, there's a lot of great procedures out there, but people have to know what they're getting. I mean, if right. you're going in and spending X amount of dollars on a non-surgical, you better know going in that you're, it is not replacing surgery. Right. And uh, maybe people like you and I know that because, but the people in the everyday blue collar people right. don't know. And so yeah. I want to be there for them. I want to be that person for the everyday that says, I'm going to help you educate you and support you and to make sure that that hard earned money that you worked for is being well spent. I love that. I think, and it's really important, again, which is why I wanted to have you on here today to talk about this because people make assumptions and they they need to just get the details from both sides and really important about asking all the questions. And I love that you prepare them with questions. Michelle, you also wrote a book, which we we talked about, but we didn't actually talk about what made you decide to also write a book because I've been through the process and it's not easy. So how did you again make that leap? You know, I think I've always been a storyteller and- mm-hmm my friends always love my stories and plastic surgery in itself is interesting. <laughs> and I like to make people laugh. So, you know, I started to think, you know, when I tell stories, people are like, Oh my gosh, it's so funny. So I'm like, well, let me tell my funny stories or I'd have heartfelt stories. And they're like, Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And so I wanted to, I felt like I had a story inside me. I feel like everybody does. And I thought, you know what? It's a cathartic process. <laughs> and I uh, wanted awesome. to just get it down on paper. I didn't know I don't think I knew how much it would connect. Once I did, I had many people that have reached out to me saying, because people, again, people think plastic surgery and they automatically go to one place. And this book is so much more than that. It's about self-love and self-care. But I think sharing my story growing up and how athletics has played a big part in my life, that I had people reaching out to me saying, hey, I'm a high school coach or I'm a college coach. I'd love for you to talk to the girls, talk to the students. And I, I, didn't, I didn't think that, but when I stepped away, I was like, I love oh, that's that. so cool. So, you know, I guess just wanting to put it down on paper um, because I thought that it was an interesting story, but I don't feel that we see a proper representation of um, the aesthetic industry Mm -hmm. than what's out there. And I compare it a lot to um, the retail space of clothing. You see models and they're in wearing double zero and these are (laughs) not the people I'm seeing. And now, so when I go to a plastic surgeon's website, you immediately see a woman with perfect you know, breasts and washboard abs and no cellulite. And I'm like, 
who is this person? Yeah. Where did she nobody, come from? Where what planet come from? is she from? Who, who is she? I don't know her. Like, I don't know what I look like. And I mean, yeah. I work out all the time and I don't look like that. And so I just thought, now I wonder if people are intimidated. You doctors, you are losing patience because you're putting an image out there. And guess what? Most of those young girls that may relate to that don't have yeah. the money to spend. No. Procedures. no. So, but it's, so, and I don't want them to feel like they have to live up to that. Like that's not exactly. real. It's photoshopped. It's airbrushed. Mm-hmm. Nobody's no. Excuse my language. Like no one's ass looks like that. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. And <laughs> I'm sick of Love seeing it. it. Like I want. I want a real picture. I want people to say these are real people stories. And so the book really shines a light on that. Where people have said to me, like, I have such a different take on plastic surgery. Like, thank you for sharing those because I only see what the media. It puts out there and it's a false, it's false. It's not real. And I want, and especially for young girls, I'm a mom, I have an eight-year-old daughter. I want her, you know, she has more confidence than, you know, everybody in the room, but I want her to believe in herself and have that even through her teen years and up. I don't want her to feel like she has to, you know, there's nothing wrong with plastic surgery if it's done in the right place. But if you're constantly already at a young age, you're altering photos. It's like heartbreaking to me. I'm like, this is what we've done. Who's going to step up? And I'd be happy to be that person if anybody wants. I'm available. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is this is yes. one of my things. It's like I I yeah, talk to college up. age girls because I'm like, stop, stop yes, worrying I want so anybody much. Anybody I can get out there, and if my book, this little book, you know, I said the little engine that could, but I know it's so special, and everybody that's read it is like, wow, Michelle, this is such a great book, and I'm like, but I want that message out there, and I I want to champion that message that it's like, you know what, love yourself. And enough with the judging. And even if you want to have plastic surgery, so yeah. what? Have it. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. You know? But do the, you, boo? <laughs> yes, do you. That's what I say in the book. Do you, boo? It's like, you know, find that place. But let's let's start getting real. Let's yeah. get real with what the messaging is out there. And I would love to see doctors step up and move away from this, you know, this image that we can't live up to. You know what? Why don't we do that to them? Why don't we flip the script on them? Oh, totally. 90% of Plastic surgery patients are women. So yes. let's just, how would they feel if every time they flipped down through their Instagram feed yeah. was just all like hot dudes with right. like six pack? My husband doesn't have that. He's a good looking guy. He's not <laughs> rocking a six pack. So you know what? I mean, what's wrong with him, Michelle? What's wrong with him? But yeah, that's no. how we're made to feel. Like I something's know. wrong with us. And I'm like, you know what? I just so. Like I said, if I get the message out, and I think I've had people say, you know, every plastic surgeon should give this to their patients and have in their lobby. And, and I, but I think across the board, it's the message is self-love. It really is. Happiness I love is all that. about. I love that. Self-love guys. This is what we're yes. talking about. Self-love. So I just want to make sure I get the title right. It is blue collar beauty confessions of a plastic surgery coach. Correct. Yay. Okay. Wonderful. Um, no, I'm thrilled. Michelle, I'm so happy that you were able to share all of this with us. I think it's super important to, like you said, no matter what you decide to do, if you go down this path, that you get the facts and you have someone like Michelle in your corner who can give you both sides, what to expect. Is this doctor properly vetted? You don't want them to have horrible reviews. You want to make sure that they're safe and that their promises are truly attainable and not something that is a mis... you don't want to be promised that something's going to look a certain way and you come out looking completely different, right? You want them to come in with proper expectations for both what's going to happen, 
how the recovery period is going to be and truly what to expect to look like. So I thank you for being so honest and for sharing the dirt behind the scenes because I do think it's super important. And in the end, you're right. It is self-love. This is about doing what we want for ourselves that make us feel good. Just like everything else in this life, let's not do anything in extreme. Absolutely. Yes. Preach. We want to. We want to still look like ourselves. Yeah, you know, still look like you. Enhance, we just want a little, a little refresh, a little refreshing, a little, a little enhancing. Refreshed. But please don't start trying to look like a person yes. who's not human. <laughs> no, please don't do that. They're out there, and it's like, no, don't do that. You're so beautiful. Don't. Little moderation, little doses. Totally. I love the show Botched. They always have like two normal people. And the third one is like crazy. Like the person is like, I want to look like a well, doll. I'm like, yeah, what? That's TV. And that's not yes. the majority of the people. That's no. such a small percentage, but no. I love the show. They're great doctors, you yes. know, and um, yeah. I but mean, I also I, love how they explain like, hey, yeah. this is what should have happened. And, and also, honestly, they're helping people who really need what they do. Like, this is why they're also here. Like, yeah. no one should go around and feel like their body is like completely out of alignment. Like, it's, it's, I love when they actually help, like, truly bring back someone's body that was disfigured. Like, it's, it is, it's, uh, it is, I mean, I, I've said it before, but it's like, it's what keeps this love affair I have with this industry. Yeah. I that just, Quickly, I'll tell you in the book, there's a story about a, a young man who had gynomastia and he had it. So he wore, he wore an undergirt, like an undergarment girdle his entire life. He never mm. dated anyone. Mm. He said he basically like, he just kind of hid out, you know, his whole life. He lived behind the computer. He finally met someone online and that's when he came to me. He was ready to like, see what he could do. Oh. When he had his transformation, I talked yeah. about in the book, like I literally fell on the floor. I was like, you look so good. I can't stand it. He was wearing a fitted shirt. His oh. confidence was at a whole new level. He oh. was like dating girls. He was like, oh my gosh. And I, that to me, I was like, we just changed his life. Like I got to totally. be a little part of that. I wasn't the doctor, but I was able to like, you know, get behind him and be his cheerleader, his coach. And that, that's what it's all about. I was like, we just, he literally, his whole life changed. Yeah, no, I'm all for it. I think that's just amazing. Again, nothing in extreme, but absolutely positively. Like if there's, if there's a technique that's going to help you feel better and put you back to where you used to be or have always wanted and have just never been able to achieve it, more power to you. Just, just again. Nothing in extreme, please. <laughs> please. I don't see those people yet. And if I did, I would well, probably Well, you don't like, live right. in LA. Yeah, I don't live in LA. So we don't, we don't see them. We don't see too many down here in uh, Florida. But um, <gasps> that, yeah, I'm sure you... I've, I've seen quite a few in LA when I have visited. <laughs> All right, Michelle, a couple of things as we wrap up here. One, please tell everyone where they can find you. Where would you like them to find you? Yes, you can. Um, our website is mycoachmd. And you can follow me on Instagram at The Plastic Surgery Coach. And awesome. of course, you can buy the book. It's Blue Collar Beauty, Confessions of the Plastic Surgery Coach. You can buy it anywhere online. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. So there's this one little question that we ask um, before I go. And this is funny because I think you actually will get this more than others. So in my old Hollywood days, we used to play a game where we'd say, who would play you in the story of your life? So you can pick any actor or actress who would play you, Michelle, in the story of your life? Oh, goodness. Like looks-wise, you mean? Or or embodies who you feel like this, like she or he gets me. Who do I love? Um, I'm trying to think. I, Elizabeth Banks. 
There you go. That's yeah. a win. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And you guys look alike. That's actually I, awesome. Uh, yeah, she's funny. I, she I, is. I, I like to. La- I love to laugh. I love funny people. Yep. <laughs> so she's funny. She cracks me up. That is awesome. Elizabeth, perfect match. Well done. Well done, Michelle. Thank you. Well, thank you again. I loved having you on here and so appreciate your honest approach and sharing, you know, the dirt and the behind the scenes of what's actually happening with aesthetics and to also just educate everyone that reach out to Michelle. If you're questioning, if you're interested, curious about plastic surgery, she's got the answers for you. That's thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Michelle Emick is amazing. I hope you guys truly understand the value that she just gave you. As a matter of fact, we'd love to hear your takeaways. So please tag us both on IG and let us know your thoughts on plastic surgery. And if you don't already, please make sure to hit that subscribe button for Apple Podcasts and then tell two friends so that I know that you know that I know you're listening to The Confidence Crown.